Welcome to the Genius Activation Podcast, the show that gives you the clarity and courage to thrive in your genius and live your legacy life. Welcome to today's show. I'm Yvonne Larson, your host. And today's episode is our very first genius exploration conversation with a brave listener joining us in the heart seat who wants to access, activate, and align their genius in a deeper way. Miss Mary Barnett, welcome to the show. It is so great to be here, Yvonne. I'm so excited for your new adventure. So I just have a quick question for you. What sparked your curiosity about aligning more deeply with your genius? Well, anything that you're involved in, of course, I'm interested in. Um, (laughs) But the fact that you um, are talking about your genius and my brand is, uh, my company name is Another Brilliant Idea. And so everything we do is brilliant, obviously. Our software is called Brilliant Mobile Messaging. Uh, We have brilliant mobile apps. Everything is brilliant. And so when you said that you wanted to help tune into our genius, that obviously uh, sparked my attention um, because we always need to be learning and moving to a higher level and serving people at a higher level. So um, that's why I was excited about being your first podcast listener. I'm so excited or listener, I should say uh, participant. Very good. And yeah, I was so super excited when you like just jumped up. You're like, pick me, pick me. I was like, (laughs) wow, that's amazing. You always say, uh, say yes and figure that out how, right? Yes. And I'm constantly doing that. (laughs) That's what makes you so brilliant. It actually is. It is one of the three things that I need in order to um, tap into my genius, which is, you know, playing in the unknown, trusting the process and leaning very, very heavily in my courage. (laughs) So I I need those three things. Without those three things, I cannot access my genius. So (laughs) amen. uh, So I, this is a, a, our first moment of, of acting in faith and, and having this whole thing happen. So I, thank you. So, yeah. So the the next thing I was going to ask is more about like you and, and you know, what your business is all about. So yeah, if if you want to share a little bit more about like the process, like how you got into what you're doing and, and I know, I do know you personally in real life. So there have been multiple iterations of what you're doing. So if you want to take a few minutes just to like share that so that we know like who you are in the world and, you know, you might want to mention about your family and different things you're engaged in, in your life. So yeah, just get, who is mobile Mary? Oh my goodness. So deep. Here we go. Um, well, yeah. So I, um, again, Mary Barnett, they call me mobile Mary as I'm, uh, an expert in the space of mobile marketing. Um, I've actually been in business for 32 years and I know I'm only 33, so I'm <laughs> quite the go-getter. Um, but I started my marketing uh, business in 1988 and we were doing traditional marketing for the first 20 years. So everything from corporate um, events and promotions and uh, everything you would traditionally think of marketing. Um, And then in uh, 2007, one of my clients was Kawasaki and they were complaining uh, that their dealers weren't feeling as the love that they wanted, right? It was after a dealer meeting. And so I innocently innocently asked, well, what do you do for your dealers? Mm. And they said, well, and they went off, you know, telling us that. And I said, well, aren't your dealers mobile? They're like, what do you mean? I said, well, they're not home getting their direct mail you're sending. They're not get home getting their email because at the time there's only flip phones, right? The iPhone had just come out that year. And I said, well, you know, they are carrying around a device that could actually get them your marketing messages and hopefully drive them to your dealership. They're like, what is it? I'm like, the cell phone. Like you could literally send them a text message and 
encourage them to get to a local dealer and get some deal and all this stuff. I mean, there it is possible. I was just reading this great article and they've started doing this on a very small, you know, regional level. I literally, it was one guy <laughs> who made goodness. the software. So yeah. So I said, um, and I said, yeah, I'm sure we could do that. And they're like, okay, well, you figure it out and let us know and talk to my agencies and tell them what, you know, convince them that this will work. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I basically contacted this little, um, software engineer. And I said, Hey, I said, do you think we could do this nationwide? He's like, um, okay. Mm. So, uh, in the, over the next year and a half, I basically, every time that Kawasaki's agencies told me that, that I couldn't do something, I'd say, Oh, sure. We can do that. And I'd call my engineer. I'm like, okay, how do we do that? <laughs> we have to be able to find out their name and their, and the, their, what kind of bike they like and what color they like, oh, you know? So we built this software basically from the ground up and then we, um, launched it a campaign in 19, uh, 2009 and we drove over 93,000 new customers to their dealerships across the country. And it was like the very first national campaign that had ever been done. We won all these kind of cool awards. And I was like, you know what? This is it. I had never received mm -hmm. that kind of response. Now I'm not talking about the client, but from consumers, mm -hmm. like there was all this data and they, and like, as a marketing person, like my little, you know, geeky mind was going crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, this like works. Like, I was like, this is so awesome. So we kind of dove, you know, all in uh, into text marketing and um, we started adding other mobile features, obviously apps and mobile uh, uh, websites and all kinds of things. And then when social started, you know, getting popular, we incorporated social marketing because people needed some way to promote it because nobody was willing to put money into it because they thought, guess what? That the cell phone was a fad. Can you believe that? They were like, Crazy. oh no, I don't think that people are going to do, you know, I'm like, oh, seriously, in about five years, you won't leave the house without your phone, your wallet and your keys, Yeah, like in that order. So no um, joke, no joke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, but people seriously, they didn't think so it, it was kind of slow going. I had to like, really like I had to do a lot of stuff for free and I'd like, come on, I can, I can do this for you. I can build you a list. I can, you know, you don't want to rely on social media only like social media is a great way to build your platform, show your authority. You know, I'm all about social media, but at the end of the day, you don't own social media. Mm -hmm. So Mark Zuckerberg can shut you down in a blink. Mm -hmm. So you need to own that database of people who know and like, and trust you, who want to hear uh, from you, who want the offers that you have. So I'm always like, please offer your people an easy way to join your list. Um, then you have the power. You can tap into your genius by sharing that with the world, be it a coach, be it a restaurant, being, um, we have, we help everyone from the military. We have military clients, cities, schools, um, restaurants, retail stores. So I'm just so excited to be able to serve. And especially now with people having to go completely um, online um, you're always on your phone, like literally <laughs> screen time has quadrupled. Um, and people with, they want what you have, they want a message, a text message. It makes it really easy. So, um, I'm sorry. I just kind of went off on that, but I just get so passionate <laughs> you, I, about it. Because yes, you did. You did. So let's make sure that we share like other areas of your life. Yes. Well, the only reason that I do all this is because I do have a beautiful family that I um, have to feed. So um, I have three beautiful children uh, who are 19, 22, and 26. Um, I have a beautiful husband who we've been married last summer was 33 years. Um, and so those are my whys. The, my family, I want to leave a legacy that... Um, you know, lets my kids know that this is possible. Like if you have an idea and you have a passion, like 
with hard work and consistency and um, always doing what you say and saying what you do that you can be successful and you could bless the world and leave it in a better place than you found it. So that, that really is um, what I'm, I'm doing. Money is just a bonus, but um, I really want to make sure that they know that they can do anything they put their mind to and work hard at. Very, very, you've been speaking for a while. <laughs> I don't mean today. I mean, over the years with, you've had a podcast and you, you have a lot of speaking engagements. So you very good at, at wrapping all the things up together with a beautiful bow. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's so funny is I don't feel that. So I really, really appreciate you telling me that. Yeah. And what I really, what's really beautiful about, um, exactly what just happened is, you know, you said, I'm so passionate about that thing. So this, this specific uh, conversation that we have, this genius exploration conversation is really about discovering where you are really doing an amazing job, thriving in your genius. And then also to identify areas where maybe you haven't yet, you're not thriving, or it's just not activated, or you haven't even begun to access it. So it's just really beautiful to see like one area that, you know, we can draw upon to see like, what are the elements that have you be so genius and what's missing and all of this kind of thing. So um, there's three different levels um, that we're going to look at. So we're going to look at, th I'm going to just gonna awesome. define awesome. them for us as well. And what's, it's, what's also happening here, it's not just the conversation that you and I are having, but as I said in my welcome episode, that, you know, any other listener at this point gets the opportunity to be a fly on the wall and reflect in their own life as we share, you know, about yours, like where this is happening for them and kind of, you know, they can get out a pen and paper and do some work, or you can listen and just reflect upon it if you're in the middle of, you know, exercising or driving. <laughs> I certainly don't think you should take notes if you're on the road please don't. Uh, so <laughs> but let's just uh, look at these three different places um, so that we know exactly what needs to be done. So thriving, if you are thriving in your genius, you are feeling alive, you're full of vitality, you're, you're thriving, you're, you're in this, you're aligned with the, with the work that you're doing. And you actually do feel a sense of like vitality and joy and, and fulfillment. It's just, it's just like delicious. Right. And we got a sense of that. in when, when you're sharing about what it is that you do, right. Right. Then another level is complacent. So it's kind of like, you know what? I feel good. <laughs> Everything's fine. Um, you know, everyone around me would say that my life is great. And like, I would be embarrassed to complain about my life because like, it's pretty good, but like, I know there's still something missing. I, I want some, I want more. Like there, there's, sure. there's more. Yeah, I think we all, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. You always want, you're always pushing yourself to go to the next level. I love it. Yeah. And then disconnected. So like this is, and there's, there's a number of people that have really been tested this last year that we've gone through and, and this is, they've become aware of, you know, how disconnected they have been or have become over the years. So this is a space of feeling uninspired, unmotivated, like you're living life on autopilot, or you're just completely, you, you don't even know what your purpose is. So like, those are the three levels, thriving, complacent, and dis, and discontent. Then let me try again, thriving, complacent, or disconnected. So just keep those in mind. Okay. Um, and as we move forward, I'm going to actually okay. just have you um, think for a moment. I'm going to give you a moment to consider 
How do you define genius? Oh my goodness. For myself or for others or on the world scope? Yes. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I know. Yes. Okay. Um, I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, for myself, um, it's kind of interesting. Um, my partner actually once pointed out to me that um, I'm often not satisfied with things that I offer because I'm not impressed with them anymore. So I'm constantly trying to up my game and improve on something that is working great for people who that's all, that's all they need. I mean, that even if I ordered, if I offered even more, it would overwhelm them and would not be of service to them. So by keeping it more simple, even though I feel like, oh, but I can do so much more. He's like, you're still doing something amazing for them. You have to stop thinking that you're not enough. You have to stop that. (laughs) So, um, Mm. you know, it's proverbial slap on the, on the wrist because that's my thing. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, I've been offering text marketing for what, 12 years now. And I'm always like, oh, well, everybody's heard it. Everybody's, I need to up my game and add more stuff and blah, blah, blah. But there's some people who've never even done it yet. And so what I, exactly basics is like, wow, that is genius. And so for myself, I think I have to be less hard on myself and less um, expecting always to amaze myself Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're all our own worst critic, right? We all, we all do that. So it's the realization that I am enough and that my genius is enough to mm. do amazing things and have amazing results for my customers. Um, and so that would be an inflection of me. When I think about the genius of others, I think of where they shine, right? Where, what sparks them, what, what lights them up. Something I was told once by, I think a, um, a mentor that we both had at one time, Adam Urbanski, I remember him, him saying that whatever you can do the easiest is what you should charge the most for. Right. And I was like, that was like, that kind of blew my mind. I'm like, what, you know, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? You know, that like, yeah. and so I had to like unpack that. And um, I think sometimes we think, as I just mentioned earlier, like we think what we can do easy, everybody knows how to do, but the reality is they don't, but I still struggle with that. So I think when I see someone doing something so effortlessly, I think, well, that's their genius, mm. you know, like yeah. you, like you're pouring into women and you're doing all this awesome mm. uh, work and that comes so naturally to you. And that is your genius, uh, which is kind of cool. And then on the world scale, let's say, um, you know, when people again, show up to be of service to each other and, um, you know, step into the light and say, let me help you with that. Or let me um, do something for you. That's going to make the world a better place. I think that's where they, the world shines. It's, it's genius. Um, you know, taking kindness on a larger scale and um, again, stepping, stepping out. I, I started this program here locally called flag frontline appreciation group, where we are, we've been raising money to pay restaurants. So they survive to deliver food to our frontline heroes, um, hospitals, police and fire and senior home uh, workers, people who are, you know, putting their, you know, lives on the line every day. Right. Um, And it has brought me so much joy. I just wanted to help, but I have been so blessed in return seeing people who have taken up 
the mantle and saying, how can I help? I had this one volunteer who was like, I was saying, you know, what other groups can we help? I mean, they're the poor, you know, people stocking the shelves with toilet paper are getting verbally beat up every day. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. let me help. Like I'll, I'll organize some people to come in. And so we started decorating the grocery store rest um, break rooms with oh signs gosh. that said, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Oh, we appreciate my you. Goodness. And um, because wow. we were doing that for the hospitals, we were making these signs and all the students who are bored to death at home were making these signs for extra credit. And um, so we took it to the next level, you know, with the grocery stores and then they felt blessed. I mean, it was like this ripple effect um, that was just, it filled me with so much joy over the past year. Um, mm. I, it, you know, I feel like even though it was helping others, it actually helped me more keep my mental health um, and keep going. So I think that's the genius is finding um, where you can um, really step in the light and help other people will, you know, when you give back like that, it fills you more to the brim than you can even imagine. That's amazing. I, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I love you so much. <laughs> it's you've always lived from this space of how can I be a blessing? How can I be a blessing? Like it's this question that completely compels you to be of service. And it's just so beautiful because uh, there's actually, so the work that I do with people in this genius activation system is distinguishing what their genius activation code is. And it's a combination Ooh. of, yeah, it's a combination of nine different power states. And I'm already hearing one um, of the three elements, <laughs> wow. uh, three, three aspects, exactly the three aspects. So um, there's the combination is elements, experience, and expression. We're not going to dive into that right now, but um, I'm already hearing one of the, the nine, uh, uh, codes, uh, elements of the code. <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what I do want to have you do now, again, just take a moment, close your eyes, take a deep breath in <laughs> and, and consider, you know, with the definition that you just now gave us of genius, who would you say is a genius role model for you? Oh gosh, genius role model. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so you who put do me you... on the spot. Let me think. Uh, mm -hmm. There's there's so many people that are doing such great things. Um, yeah, so you can actually so th so the next question really, and and maybe you want to approach it from this um, viewpoint instead. Um, typically, what I'll have you have someone do is actually identify like who their genius role model is. And from that point, we begin to unpack why. And so then the why you have someone as a role model is the qualities and the traits that that person has. And that points to the things that you value. So let's, you know, from maybe from that vantage point, so you can pick and choose, like if you were, maybe if you were combining all of your role models into the perfect role model, <laughs> like, so who, and like, I love this about that person, that about this person, or yeah, just go, go where you want to go with this. Oh my goodness. Complete um, flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people, you know, show up in different levels. I mean, obviously somebody like Steve Jobs, he's not around anymore, but um, bless, his, bless his heart and <laughs> rest in peace. Um, but he was always um, looking at how else, you know, he could serve. And, you know, there's all this controversy around him, of course, and, and most geniuses have, right, controversy around them. But he was always wanting to 
you know, break the mold and um, disrupt, as they would say in the marketing world, disrupt his industry. Um, just like the, you know, people who started Uber and started um, all the other cutting edge uh, technology and things. I I look at Steve Jobs and say, wow, like he decided to kind of um, quote fight the man, right? And another one of my favorite movies is Tucker. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. Jeff Bridges plays. Um, it's a real story actually of a guy who wanted to build a better car. And uh, he put three headlights on it that would, the, the headlights would turn as you turn the wheel. It had, the, he was the first person who introduced safety belts. Um, and he basically was taken to task and, and driven out of business um, by the big three who thought he was too much competition. Um, and so he was in his genius. And there, there are actually, I think, 50 Tuckers that were made and that's it. So um, before they shut him down. And, um, and so Steve Jobs too, like he, he saw something that needed fixing and um, instead of just giving up, he, you know, threw everything at it. And um, that's kind of how I, I look at life. It's like you see a need and my mother would say, see a need and fill it. You know, I mean, she was always leading by example in how to, um, you know, and she saw the refugees coming in from Vietnam, actually, back in the 70s. She recognized that in their culture, they would be humiliated to take welfare because they were had such a strong cultural pride that they were, you know, trained physicians and pharmacists and and um, authors and all these amazing uh, attributes. But when they came to America, they couldn't do any of that because they didn't have um, the tools, the resources. Um, so she literally went to her local college uh, in town and said to the president said, hey, we need to help these people. Like, you know, you should have a course on how to, you know, get a job, how to become an American citizen, you know, legally, so they can take advantage and not just be thrown money, you know, from the government, which will not be sustainable. Like, we should do something like this. And he was like, um, then you should do it. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know that you have a nursing or a teaching credential from 30 years ago. Why don't you come up with a, a uh, curriculum and then I'll feed these people to you and you could help them. So long story short, she basically came up with a program that they converted to the state of California came to her and says, wow, this is working so well for the Vietnamese refugees. Can you help the hardcore unemployed? So she did a whole program and I helped her. I remember being a little girl, I was probably 10 at the time holding this giant video camera. She was teaching people interview skills, how to get a job. She was, you know, I mean, I could go on and on about my mom. Like she was yeah. such an amazing um, forefront. They have now taken her model um, in the last 20, 30 years have spread this across the community colleges across the country. She never, you know, made me money or, you know, made this into a course with her name on it or anything. But I have this like amazing pride knowing that she has helped thousands of people. And at her funeral, I had this woman walk up to me and I said, you look so familiar. And she says, oh, I've been sending you Christmas cards for the last 20 years. Oh I said, gosh. oh, I said, it's been on, on my refrigerator at home. And, and she said, um, yeah, your mom changed my life. Hmm. I said, what do you mean? She says, yeah, before your mom, I said, she says, I was a third generation welfare recipient. I didn't know that I could do anything. I thought I was a loser. And wow. because of your mom, I now have a husband and a family. I, I learned how to walk with my shoulders back and, yeah. and I, I can shake someone's hand and look them in the eye. And I never had that confidence before your mother. And mm -hmm. I was like, I can almost cry right now thinking about yeah. that. I was like, me too. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, it was like, wow. And and she says, you have quite the legacy to live up to. Mm, beautiful. And those words just sunk in. I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, she's like, you know, one person can change the world and your mom's proof. Yeah. So Mary. I just, yeah. you know, I'm filled every day with that um, drive to be, live up to, you know, that not any, if any negative pressure, it's, it's just an honor to, if I can help just one person better their life, I think I, I might be a little bit like my mommy. <laughs> right. Well, okay. So as you, so we have the full story about your mom and there, that's like so rich with examples of traits and qualities and values. So if you were to extract, you know, give me a few, um, like one word descriptions of what that was a demonstration of for you. Traits. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Traits, well, qualities. Yeah. Qualities. Leadership, mm-hmm. um, compassion, um, positivity. My mother was mm-hmm. the ultimate optimist. Um, uh, encouragement, you know, all those things. She was, um, just a light, a bright light. And when you, she walked in a room, she was like a magnet. Everyone was just drawn to her and she would make you feel like you were the only person in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, she would listen to you, you know, hold your hand and give you a hug and pray with you, or just give you a one word of encouragement. And you walked away feeling better <laughs> from that brief inner, you know, exchange of words with her. Like she was so beloved and, um, you know, I was, I always felt like such, such a lucky girl, like to have her be my mom and my role model. So, mm-hmm. um, I did start talking about <laughs> Steve jobs, <laughs> but I realized that it really is my mom who was, and I, and I still have her in my head. She's been in heaven now for 16 years. And, um, I still have her in my head. I remember her telling me, you need to charge more Mary. <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, you, what you offer is amazing. It's brilliant. Like, you're barely charging enough for that. Like people are willing to pay for your genius. And I was like, oh my gosh, hello, Yvonne, you're saying it's genius activation. But she would tell me that she's like, people are willing to pay for your genius. You shouldn't um, discount yourself literally and figuratively. And, right. uh, and so where I always am giving it away, every once in a while, I'll hear my mom and I'm like, all right, mom. <laughs> So good. (laughs) Beautiful. All right. Well, this is really perfect. So in the work that I'm doing with people, um, you know, typically one-on-one, not in an episode is like exploring all of these different things that like call, you, you know, speak to your heart and, and are inspiring to you. So, you know, I, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but I've come to the distinction that like inspiration is something that you are like compelled to do. Motivation is that something that you, that like you have to like get yourself to do. (laughs) So motivation is kind of like something that is on the outside of you that like you have to utilize in order to get into action versus like inspiration is something that comes from inside of you. And so I've made the connection that each of us has our extraordinarily unique expression of genius. And the things that speak to our heart are the things that are clues to what our genius is. So like we just have, we've, we've 
come into a gold mine <laughs> with with the with the role model of your mother. Um, and so now we're going to start to actually move into a different area of exploration. So we've kind of begun to distinguish and define what genius is to you. And now we're going to start looking to see where it is um, thriving and where it is not. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going to look in, um, uh, there's four P's, okay. Personal, professional people and places. Okay. So this is just like a very broad way to categorize these things. Um, you may want to move something from one category to another, depending on how you relate to it. So, you know, like you could look at personal and have finances be under, you know, personal, or you could look at professional and have finances be under professional, or there might be a category for both of those, but just generally speaking, <laughs> so personal might be like finances, you know, your spiritual practices, you know, your self-care, um, that kind of thing. Professional would be, you know, philanthropy stuff that you do, your business, your, um, you know, career, all of those, your legacy, um, people would be relationships, your relationship with yourself, your significant other, your children, um, your employees, your, um, the people that hire you and then places. Now this is a very interesting one. So the way that you show up, um, especially these days, <laughs> where everybody, everybody's become very careful about how they uh, speak <laughs> and show up. Um, places are, there's different ways that you show up. So like when you go to a networking meeting, you're like showing up to like give the best image of your business. When you're like hanging out with your best friend, you might be like, let it all hang out. So, you know, some places you feel really just yourself and there's like no holds barred and you're just completely fully self-expressed. And then other places you feel a little tentative, a little reserved, that kind of thing. So I'm going to begin to ask you these questions with each of these areas and you can answer them as a whole, or you could even break them down into like sub subdivided categories. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to your personal uh, area of life, mm -hmm. would you say that you are disconnected, complacent, or thriving? I, I think I'm thriving. I've got a, um, I mean, every, there's always room for improvement, of course. Um, but uh, I, you know, live in a, in a, beautiful home and I have all my, my chickens in the nest. <laughs> my husband and my three kids are here and, um, we have a really good relationship. So we have a lot of fun, um, you know, game nights and, you know, family dinners, uh, watch a lot of movies together. <laughs> um, so I feel blessed, even though I would love for them to be out in the world, um, enjoying their life. Um, especially my youngest who is a freshman in college. I wish she could be away at her school. Um, but at the same time, selfishly, it's fun to have her here. Um, I think where, if you're looking for like positives and negatives, I think that where I ha have room for improvement is that um, I have a hard time with balance when it comes to work and um, uh, family life because um, I'm at a point now of scaling my business and I definitely need some help. So I'm looking for some interns or some, um, some more staff members um, to help. So I'm not in my office all the time, or if I'm watching a movie with a family, I'm not on my phone. <laughs> um, okay. 
So really, um, really, really quickly, let me interject. So yeah. we, you moved from personal into professional. So let's go ahead and like label professional with one of those three words. Um, okay. Discon- disconnected, complacent, or thriving. Now remember complacent is it's fine. It just could be better. Like there's something more. Okay. Uh, disconnected. I have no clue. Um, thriving. Like everything is optimized. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> well, and, and I'm sorry for blending the two, but since I've um, worked out of my home for the past, they feel blended. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should say for the past 26 years, yeah, oh it's definitely blended. And yeah. And a lot of people of course now joined the working at home, even if they didn't choose that originally um, plan because of, you know, COVID. Um, and so they're really struggling with something that I've dealt with for the past 20 years, like our business is online. So yeah. um I'm blessed with the fact that I can set my own schedule and go meet my clients when I want to. And when there's no traffic, I live in California. Hello. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, So they do blend. And so, um, but yeah, I wish in my, in, when it comes to uh, personal life complacent, I guess what you said, it's all right. Like I said, I, I have a great time with my family, but I sure would love more time um, with my girlfriends, you know, going, going, doing more things, even though I've been really purposeful lately of setting up, um, you know, zoom calls with them. And, uh, I'm trying to be really, uh, um, I'm trying to protect that, those relationships because those are very important to me. Um, when it comes to, to professional, um, uh, it is also going well, except as I mentioned before, I'm really at the point now of wanting to scale my business. And so I really need to find some, um, some people that I can trust and have some of the skills that um, would translate. Cause I don't know about you, but I, I'm kind of a control freak. And so <laughs> sometimes it's easier just to do it myself, mm-hmm. but doing it myself means that I have a ceiling and I know I need to expand and I can, and, you know, I think, Oh, it's just easier if I do it, you know, and then I don't have to teach someone and then correct them or help them or, you know, all these different things that goes into having, you know, staff members. And in the 32 years of business, we've had big staffs and then gone back down and then built them back up and gone based on you know, a season of, of life or clients or whatever. So I know the difference and um, I'm at that point. So I'm, I've reached almost capacity at what I can do personally. And I want to be able to serve at a higher level. So I just need to take that plunge again. Um, What was the other area? Personal, professional, what was the other one? Well, so it's just, it's, I'm, I'm noticing something very interesting. Like there really is a blending of all of these different areas for you. So you, what I heard you, you, you called out certain things like friends with uh, relationships with friends that, you know, you would, you would like more from. So once again, that would be land in the bucket of complacent. (laughs) So, um, so the only area that's still uh, missing is places. And like, I, you know, I've had a personal experience of you. So I, I'm, I'm wondering if how you're going to label this is, is what I believe you're going to label it. (laughs) But so once again, places like these are all the different, you know, uh, environments that you show up in, in life, you know, is your role consistent? Are you fully expressed Specifically, this is how your this is this conversation is how we can thrive in your genius. So whenever you actually are in this location or that location, be it a Zoom for networking, a Zoom with a client, um, I don't know. Like when we were able to travel, when you did go these places, like is are you living the full expression of your genius in all of those areas? Is it completely? Are you thriving? Is it totally optimized? 
Um, or is there room for improvement and evolution? Or are you just like totally like, ah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> totally disconnected. I'm lost. Well, as a, as a baseline, I truly believe that we all have room for improvement. So um, it's hard for me to say, you know, in, on your scale, um, 100% thriving on anything then. But, um, but I, you know, I feel like uh, when I show up either online or in person, um, that energizes me. I'm the type of person that gets energy from other people. Um, so I'm an extrovert. <laughs> um, but what's interesting is my husband says I am a light switch. So I'm either on full on or I'm off and, um, and I'm off usually like when I finally like wrap myself like next to him and, you know, put my head on his shoulder. That's when I turn off. Like I, um, and he's, and so, but at the same time, I kind of feel bad, like I'm off for him. So, so, you know, I have to like, you know, be on, uh, when we, you know, have fun and go out and, you know, have a, go on a winery or something like that. And which I do, but I'm saying is, is that you all this need a place to, you know, be home and be able to turn off and not have to be on all the time, like a bright light. Um, but I feel like, um, I do put out a lot of energy and so it does get tiring. Um, so, so in that side of it, I always wonder like, am I a full extrovert or do I have a little introvert because (laughs) I do get tired, but then I think, no, it's just that I'm human. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Humans get tired. (laughs) We can't be omnipresent or something. So, uh, but, uh, so yeah, I'm aware that I do. In fact, it's funny because I work with my sister, um, who's also a new eWomen member, and she is on as well. She's also a light switch. And when she's on, I'm very aware of her. And I'll say things like, dim it down, girl, dim it down. Oh, so cute. Because she, so cute. I can see her energy and she's older than I am. You know, she's exactly 10 years older than me. And so I don't want her to run out of energy. And so I'm prote- I've got that maternal like... Yeah. protection of her, but I don't do that for myself because of course I'm myself. So, um, it's interesting. You can always see in others what, you know, we like to improve in ourselves. So, um, I'm always have that protective vibe. So how would you label, um, places? I would say thriving. Beautiful. And, and I like, that's, like I said, originally I was like, I believe that that's what it's going to be because I've seen you in so many different environments. And my experience of you is that you are just fully expressed all the time. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. That's not, don't, don't, don't be embarrassed. That's a beautiful thing. It's like hard for a lot of people to achieve. So that's really awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So the next little phase is we're going to actually, um, look at, um, we're going to just go against like choose two different places. So previously you just went crazy describing like, because of your passion about your, your, your business. So, um, when you are like fully thriving in your business, like what are you actually doing in a typical day? Hmm. Okay. Well, um, I think what I'm doing is, you know, obviously I'm in action, right? So things are happening. Um, I find like what you mentioned with, with, especially with places, I feel like it's very interactive. I get to use my creativity, um, you know, even when my professional life, which of course my complacency equals the fact that I want to do better and scale it. So um, I feel like I'm thriving, but I, I really feel like I need to, to move it to the next level. 
because when I feel like I'm, I'm in action and I'm, I'm doing things with my clients that are making them feel like they're being taken care of, um, that I'm solving their problems, right? I mean, love being of service. So when a client has a challenge and I can unpack it and figure out a solution and with my team, I can be like, oh my gosh, how can we fix this? And how can we do that? Um, it really unleashes our collective creativity to come up with fun promotions and um, which is what my zone of genius has been for the past 32 years is really coming up with another brilliant idea, which is our, our business name. Um, which, you know, no pressure or anything, but you know, we just have to have those. Um, and when you mentioned feeling, I mean, doing that, like and coming up with something like we have this local cookie company, we came up with a, um, a campaign um, for to build their favorite, you know, scone, I think we did another one on cookie. And it was so fun seeing the community come together and vote and we did all these fun little things to increase their numbers and everything. And um, they got all these really great like ideas, and we're able to come up with new recipes and new um, products actually that made them more money like we've helped you know double their business over year over year and um and so that does it makes me feel joyful fulfilled playful i feel like when i'm it's not work it's my dad always said that he says if you can find something that you love to do being paid is just icing on the cake you know right so um i do i feel like i'm i feel empowered when i come up with that solution or, or solve someone's problem. And, and the more people I can do that to awesome. And maybe that ties back to the professional wanting to scale, because I don't want to say, I'm so sorry, I can't take any more clients right now, you know, because I don't want to ever serve anyone at not my full capacity. I don't want to ever get anybody a half-ass service, ah! <laughs> you know, now I have to make sure this says explicit. <laughs> so funny. All right. So in contrast, um, when your genius is not, when it's being suppressed, it's not being expressed. So in the areas of, uh, your professional and your relationships with people. So what makes it, what's you, you're, you've spoken just a little bit to it. So like what just expand a little bit on the unfulfilling part. So what are you, like not doing, not thinking, like not, like, what are you not feeling that you do want to do, think and feel? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I have to take the time to focus on our business. Like I focus on my client's business. So stopping and creating the processes and the systems, um, and the protocols for our team to follow, um, instead of just winging it, like every time creating something new for every client, it drives my partner crazy. You know, he's like, every job doesn't have to be custom. Mm. <laughs> like you can actually follow a protocol because what you have done for these clients works really well, stick to what works. Um, so I feel like uh, I need to do that. So I do feel um, more creative in our own business, not just with customers uh, business. And when it comes to relationships, that since I thrive on them, I think it's just spending quality time um, with other humans, you know, um, brings me joy. And so not be able to hug them and touch them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hugging is a big deal for me. <laughs> I know you give the best hugs. <laughs> oh. um, and so, so it's like, we got a little glimmer of that this weekend. We had yeah. friends come over. We had a game night that we haven't had. Uh, we have this trophy that goes back and forth and 
we hadn't had a game in four years. Like we didn't realize on the trophy, it was written to that win, you know, Barnett's 2017 winners, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And it was like, I was so filled with joy, like that I could interact with other humans. That just made me so happy. Um, and we we're all healthy and everything was fine. And, yeah. um, but it, I think getting back to more of that will help the mental health of so many people. So I'm looking forward to the ability not to feel socially shamed for seeing another human. Yeah. All right, Mary. So we have absolutely created such a beautiful gold mine of like things to draw upon to uh, distinguish what your personalized genius code is. And to dig a little bit deeper into that, we're going to select, you know, one of these two areas that you said there's complacency. So with either professional or uh, people, pick one thing that you want to focus on to address like here in this session. So either professional or with people. Definitely professional. Um, like I said, we're, I'm at that breaking point of um, needing to scale so we you know, can truly thrive in our business. Mm-hmm. So yes. And then what is the thing that you think is missing with that one? What is missing? Um, I just need to find someone who I can uh, pour into and train up to help be, to clone, like basically clone myself (laughs) Um, to, um, I mean, I would oversee in things, but uh, that's the challenge is um, pouring the time into, um, building somebody up that I can, um, have be a, a, an active team member on some of the things that uh, we're doing for clients. And up until now, what has uh, stopped you or prevented you from doing that? Setting aside the time to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have been like head down. I'm going to ask you so. again. I'm going to ask you again. So then what's, what's preventing you from uh, not taking the, setting the time aside? Um, just haven't had my priority straight, I guess. I have been so focused on serving clients that I haven't served ourselves. So perhaps maybe the priorities, it's not that priorities aren't straight, but there's conflicting priorities. Okay. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. Because you, (laughs) you still, you have a priority of getting someone on board so that you can serve your clients on a deeper level. Right. Right. Okay. So, you know, what values are those? So the value of serving your clients and the value of like bringing this person that you can pour into. Oh, huge. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that once I have that set up, it's going to be so much easier that system set up. Um, It's so much easier to add more and more team members so we can take on more and more and help more people. Um, And so I I understand the importance of it. Um, I just hadn't prioritized like blocking off time to work internally Mm -hmm. uh, versus working on client stuff. So I just have to make that a priority. Definitely. Okay. So of all the things that we have distinguished, like the different values that you see in your mom, your role model, you know, you've, you've expressed multiple um, levels and dimensions and facets of your genius in this particular call. So which um, of all of those do you think you could bring to this situation of prioritizing to get this new person to pour into? 
which one would be make the biggest difference? I'm so sorry. Could you rephrase that? Based on the role model of my mother, like how much would have my mother done it? Not so much. Like, so there's so many qualities and traits and characteristics that you have spoken of that you admire. So these are, as I've mentioned before, things that point to your unique expression of genius. Yes. So in, in the reality that you have not yet prioritized to bring this extra person on board to pour into, there is your, your genius is not being fully self-expressed because right. like, otherwise like the solution you would have access to you know, that, that innovation that you already possess that you've been demonstrating, I think you said for 32 years. So there's that you're not yet accessing your genius when it comes to prioritizing to find this person to pour into so that you can continue to serve your clients on a deeper level. Right. So which uh, of the qualities, traits, values, characteristics that you've distinguished in our conversation today, which of all of those things that you've mentioned would like make a difference in this, in this situation? Well, it's interesting that you're bringing it up that way because, um, and like I said, we do have a team that we work with, but it's just the point where we now have to expand to a whole nother level. So mm-hmm. um, where everyone is doing their jobs well, it's just the, it's my job, which I've held on to because as I mentioned before, I'm a control freak. Um, and so, but, think, but thinking about my, how my mother would have done it, uh, brings me up to one of my coaches, Shamika Tankerson. I think you know her. She is she has encouraged me to create a um, a mobile marketing uh, academy, so to speak, that I would train up people that would help them in their own business, help them want, like use our our software to you know light label to offer that to their clients. But this might be a way now that you brought it up that way of me being able to pour into someone to then have them be. Um, qualified to work for me as well um, as a consultant. So it might be that actually might help me reframe it in my mind that if I'm helping someone reach a different level for themselves, that might inspire me to do something then. So I'm, I, I'm not being greedy and holding that person to myself, but serving them on a higher level in turn, be able to give them a project to work with me um, on our staff might actually be the solution that would get myself out of my own way. <laughs> that is so amazing. Look how you just uh, turned that genius right on. Yeah. <laughs> That's Thank you so for great. Inspiring that thought, girl. Yes. Well, that, that once again, that is exactly what this call is about. It is to like give you a breakthrough in in thriving in your genius. And what I also heard you say is that you called yourself a control freak. And this is really amazing because when you shared that with me, I was like, this is absolutely the best uh, place to start on your genius journey, moving from like just accessing it all the way to mastering it by addressing this, like this, that's a conversation. Like that's an inner, you know, in your mind conversation that's creating a limitation from moving forward. And so what's really beautiful is in this conversation, you were able to like speak it and then move past it. That's really awesome. But what what that's an expression of is that there is what I call a survival code (laughs) in play. So there's something, you know, that happened at some point in your past that actually causes you to 
flip on the switch of being a control freak. And then that's what's actually placing a limitation on the full expression of your genius in certain circumstances. Interesting. Yes. So what's really amazing is when you struggle, when that flip, when that uh, switch gets flipped, um, you don't have ac- access to your genius. And what's really beautiful when I work with people is that we distinguish what the source of that is. So I've mentioned in the welcome episode that I created something called the genius activation sequence. And in that process, I have a conversation with someone like the one I've had with you today, where we like we explore all these areas. And then by virtue of that, then we are able to identify that there are survival codes in place. And then I create a customized like meditation to actually like help release what that survival code is, like uninstall it. (laughs) And in the process of the conversation, we actually also utilize um, what we discover to create what their genius code is. And then I create a secondary um, meditation that actually rewires their brain with their new genius codes so that on a daily basis, every 24 hours, they listen to that and it reminds them of what their genius code is activates it and gets them in alignment with it, with it for the next 24 hours. So, um, that's just really, it's beautiful. You, we, we got there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are so brilliant girl. Look at you. Oh my goodness. But you did just an amazing job. And it's really great is, you know, now it's, it's like, it's so instant. You, you demonstrated it right here on this call. The moment that the genius gets activated, you, you fall into step, you fall in step with it. You become aligned with it. And then it's just like, you heard yourself. It's like, and then da, 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 And we could do this and I could add this. And then you like all, it just becomes clear. So you see the people, the places, the things, the structures, the systems that need to be put in place as soon as you are in alignment with your genius. And you, you demonstrated it right here in real time. <laughs> on this call. It's amazing. So I really acknowledge you for just like cutting loose and going there. And um, I just want to hear from you um, because we are going to wrap up today's episode. You know, what was the biggest takeaway from this time together today? Wow. Um, Well, that um, things, you know, what you need to do is already in you. Exactly. And um, obviously, Yvonne, you now have the key to unlock um, what that code is um, because you already know it. Like I've had people tell me from my mother saying you need to charge more to my coaches saying you need to really create programs that are going to help people, you know, be activated, so to speak, and help them help them reach a level which speaks to me. Like we'll always do do things for other people like your children, but where you won't do it for yourself. So um knowing that uh, I have the tools uh, that can serve at that level um, and prioritizing the time to put them together to, to up-level what we're doing for the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that it does. It gives you a comforting feeling of knowing that um, that, that is doable and that I, I, I have the tools I need. I just need to give myself the time to lay them out on the table in front of, and whoever would like to scoop them up and use them um, can, and those who don't, it's okay. Um, I can offer that and uh, it'll be awesome. So thank you. That is amazing. And Mary, I just want to say thank you so much for being the first one to be. (laughs) 
I'm so grateful. I really am grateful that you were just like, we're so generous, vulnerable, brave, um, transparent, and you just gave it, gave it all, gave it your all. And I really appreciate you for that. And I also just want to invite any of the listeners of the Genius Activation Podcast, if you are interested in being in the heart seat for your very own genius exploration conversation, make sure that you apply. And with that, I will say our episode is complete. Awesome. And by the way, it doesn't hurt and everyone would love it. So I encourage those to apply um, and be in the heart seat because Yvonne is amazing. Thank you so much, Mary. Love you so much. And with that, I will say goodbye. I'll see you in our next episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I would love to hear from you. Please head on over to GeniusActivationPodcast.com to leave me comments or insights and to get more great information. And until next time, just remember, you are genius. Cheers. Cheers.